Welcome back to Black Tea, the podcast, your favorite black affirming, queer affirming podcast with your host, Justice On Demand. And for all of you girls out there wondering, hmm, Justice, I'd love to go there. How do you spell soiree? <laughs> <laughs> the King D. Carter. Okay, well, bitch, elaborate on your plan. <laughs> <laughs> for information, culture, and black business highlights, it's Black Tea, the podcast. and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. <laughs> Five, four, three. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome back to. <sighs> you... Okay, I'm are sorry. You I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you sorry? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I don't know why I have all this energy today. Mean it, give something to James. Shit. <laughs> you want me to wake up so bad? Yeah, we're recording. All right, I, y'all. I'm let's up, get it. I'm up. I'm up. All right. I'm up. All, right, all, right, all right. All right. Welcome back to Black Tea, the podcast, your favorite black affirming, queer affirming podcast with your host, Justice D. James. And to this evening, we're actually talking to Chaos. What's up, Chaos? What up, though? Y'all all right? What's good? See? What's good? See? See? It's it's because he's from Detroit, and I appreciate this this area code that I saw in this group text, and uh, and I want to talk to you about that a little bit later. But let's go ahead and greet the the girls from the south. D, how you doing? I'm not, not from the right? south, sweetheart. You're from the Midwest. That's the south. That's not the south, sweetie. Shit. Definitely not the south. It's definitely Midwest, too. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing, D? Um, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. How's everybody? Kosher. Good. James, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How's everyone? Good. How was work, guys? Busy for me, listen. Yeah. Well, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays are my off days. So, well, no, I actually did work today, actually. I did make it, unfortunately. The day work for me was really dope um, because I do work in like public health and advocacy mm-hmm. work. We were able to do some content. So today we were like testing lubrications and condoms um, for our social media, right? So to keep mm-hmm. us engaged. And it was really dope because I just, you know, created my own lubrication. So I was able to kind of like do a little teaser for that. So it was really cool. And we kind of tasted some moves and stuff. Whenever work feels fun, mm-hmm. I'm just always here for it. Period. Because we don't live to work, okay? Period. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, I'm hella excited to um talk Lou. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes, so you yes, do yes. want to talk Lou? Okay. Yeah, of we course. Are we, talk Lou. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We're doing a whole interview segment with you. We're gonna talk about Lou. We're gonna talk about ballroom. We're gonna talk about um your experience just as a black queer man. Like we gonna we're gonna get into it. It's called the tea table for a reason. Yeah. Years ago, I woke up. Period. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all ready to go ahead and get into the check-in question? Yes, sir. All right. So speaking of lube, um, <laughs> it's perfectly appropriate for us to be having a conversation about uh, safe sex. So I want us to have that conversation. So my check-in questions are how often, um, and if you don't want to share this, you don't have to. How often do you recommend getting tested? 
And then also, um, do you require your partners to show proof of uh, status when uh, before performing intercourse, or do you trust people's word? Mm-hmm. All right. That's a good question. So let's think on that for a second because I Just have mari- let that marinate. Yeah, let that you know. Yeah, I'm ready. What's another marinate. word for marinate? So, so, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> let it let it soak up the flavor. Soak up. <laughs> <laughs> all right um i'm gonna go ahead and, and throw throw the new girl on the spot or i'm sorry the new boy on the spot james can you answer the question first please mm. oh wow good, good. Yes. um how often me personally do i get tested um i get mm-hmm. tested every four months mm-hmm. um and i require proof of my partner yeah, um, so like before you sleep with somebody new, like do you usually like to see the test results or do you just go off of, oh yeah, I'm good? Uh, I would definitely like to, well, I definitely, definitely like to see the results. Um, mm-hmm. But it all, I feel like it all depends on how well I know that person as well, how well our relationship is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, it, I'm 50-50 on that part, on the second question for sure. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, D, you go next. Who <laughs> can So y'all already know how I feel about this. Um, yeah. So I get tested um, every time I go to the doctor, which is every three months. Hmm. Um, do I require partners to show proof of status? Realistically, mm-hmm. I don't think majority of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right. no one's. You know when? Thank you for the honesty. I, I mean, honestly, when. Not that I do this anymore. This is, mm-hmm. You know, my past life, you know, before I got saved. Um, you know, when you're hooking up with people I've like Jack and Grinder and shit like that, ain't nobody like worried about no piece of paper. Let's let's be a hundred. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Honestly. Now, mm-hmm. should we? Yes, but we don't. Um, for me personally, um, everybody know I'm like pretty open with my status or whatever. So mm-hmm. me trusting a person is what got me to, you know, where I am health wise. Mm-hmm. Um so I honestly recommend you I mean I don't know I just feel like getting tested together is a great idea I um, love that I mean I think at our age doing just like these random hookups isn't the best or the safest mm-hmm. um, so I feel like mm-hmm. you should begin to know people in general before you even lay down with them but Ooh. once again you know everybody ain't able and realistically Ooh. you know it's just not practice enough you know what i'm saying i didn't like, i didn't know you were that conservative i didn't know you was gonna say that what you thought i was gonna say bitch what? i don't know i just i don't, don't let this one taste fool you now oh look god <laughs> that but just shocked me a little bit you said what <laughs> i said it just shocked me a little bit just not everything you said but just some of the things yeah i mean like i mean people want to be like oh well i I wear condoms every time and I check papers every No, bitch, you don't. Mm-hmm. Now, should we? Yes. But, I mean, realistically, people just don't. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I definitely believe in getting tested with partners. I feel like, you know, that's a cute little first date, you know? I um, love that. No, for real. Like, I think I think that's, yeah, like, that's a great so idea. Um, and I also believe, personally, with my, with my um, health status, Mm-hmm. Um, I've been positive long enough to I mean I know the ropes you know what I'm saying so yeah Buffalo can't be like oh well I'm I'm negative da, da, da. okay that's great so what are you on like what's up like and, and 
I want to illustrate y'all. I didn't necessarily just mean like somebody's HIV status. I really was was leaning more into honestly like the the more prevalent STDs that's running rampant right now. Yeah. So like the chlamydia, like mutated syphilis. Yeah. The house like a tomb raider. Like apparently um, it like cuts the signs. So awkward. Oh yeah. Um. No, I was saying let's uh give chaos a, a opportunity to, to weigh in on the question. Um, so I was right. asking. So Ooh, go ahead. When we talk about getting tested, I recommend you get tested every three months, right? That's mm-hmm. the recommendation. That's the best thing you can do. That's a good enough time for something to develop if it's there. When we talk about disclosing status and do we trust the person, I, I really feel like this about having sex you need to be accountable for yourself so Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you so that's you being positive and you being undetectable that's you being negative and you being on prep realistically right so Mm -hmm. you're not going to be having let's go get tested on the first day i don't even know you that well we're not we're not going to the thing and i'm on jack (laughs) right now so right now we're trying to get some things and i need to make sure that i'm protected because why would i leave my health in your Mm -hmm. Right, mm-hmm. my life in your hands, and that does doesn't mean just HIV, right? So that's right. Chlamydia, you know. I'm glad that you have mentioned that. So I think that yeah. people need to start being responsible for themselves and like holding themselves accountable. Like, yes. So you don't have to be worrying about what he got going on because I know me. I already mm-hmm. know. You know, what I'm saying I got me. Yeah. Whether that be his condom, whatever that looks like for you, and say sex means a lot of different things too. Because mm-hmm. I might just want to suck it and that's it. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's me. <laughs> you might get in here and I don't like how everything looks. You might just jack. I don't know. Hey, listen. Like, people need to hold themselves accountable and, like, with the, what you should have told me. It's like, that's mm-hmm. how it goes. That's why we're at the rates that we are now. So, with that being said, we agree. So, I, I agree with most of that. I, I do also think that there's a component of the whole situation where we do got to understand as like us having this conversation, obviously, we're um, intentional about uh, having these kind of conversations. So this would be preaching to the choir. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a public health element of it um, that you should, you know, if you a person that know that you, you know, itching and scratching right now or, you know, you, you haven't received treatment or or whatever's going on. Um, you should do do your due diligence and just just don't, you know. And if you're a person who's out here, you know, doing it, you got to either be ready for the risk um, because it is a risk, no matter if you're protected or not. But mm-hmm. you got to be ready for the risk or you got to do everything, like you said, in your power to, to take personal accountability and protect yourself. So I think there's like two sides to it. But I definitely get, I guess, like everybody's kind of kind of um, input on it. Me personally. Um, at this stage in the game, um, I try and have very in-depth conversations with a person, um, mm-hmm. about whatever our health situations might, might be. And I just remind people, um, of how much I care about my own body. So that might mean that in this interaction with you and I, we were protected, right? Or depending on what my level of situationship is with a person, it might look like, okay, well, we're not doing nothing until we see some paperwork. When we talk about paperwork, when mm-hmm. we talk about getting tested. I mean, going together or absolutely. you go absolutely. that day and I see a post-dated um, piece of paper and I send you one in return. 
Because right. nowadays, let's be real. We we if you are uh, uh, a crafty girl, not not even I ain't talking about. I, I, <laughs> okay. I believe most people are are good people, but are there people who out there who do that? Fuck yeah. But what I'm talking about is we all have access to our health information so quick. We can just log mm-hmm. in somewhere on our phone. Right. So right. if you like, depending on, like I said, and it depends on the level of situationship with the person. If I know you well enough to where we lay up and kick it all the time. All right, homie, go and log in real quick. Cause I know you got the records, whether it's positive or negative. Cause we all know that we, we get tested at some, most of us at least once a year. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you that's can get strange. that. That's what, that's what I'm saying. My whole thing is that it takes um, specifically for HIV two weeks to show up. So if we mm-hmm. go get tested today and I just got fucked last night and came in, then that's still mm-hmm. protect you. So Correct. that's why I always try to, or it can even take up to two months for it to develop. And that's the antigens and the antibodies, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I always try to tell people, make sure that you are protecting yourself. Because again, that's the first thing that is yep. to develop. And whether I just did last night or last week, I get people that come in all the time. Like, well, I had sex last night and I didn't use a condom. Well, last night is a little too early for today. <laughs> so right. I need to come back a little bit later. Um, but then also people can be crafty with paperwork too. And that's why mm-hmm. I really like our, you know, especially young black men, because we're so mm-hmm. target when it comes to this virus and many other ones to make sure that you are protecting yourself, like leave it in your hands. Cause that's just. Man. Well, I really appreciate everybody weighing in on that. That's a little bit heavier um, of a topic than we usually do for the check-in, but I knew that we were going to be getting into a full spectrum of conversation. So I wanted us to um, set the stage with uh, something that speaks to the people who listen to this show. Definitely. So thank you Do all for your input. Really quick? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I don't think that that topic should be as heavy either. I feel like mm-hmm. as we make it heavy, it creates more stigma. Like it should just be just like, what you do last night? Like you ain't got to say like, if we make it light like that, then it would be. It'll be more talked about. Yeah, mm-hmm. like not the person to go and get tested or have those conversations. Like you just put it in there. I agree. I I feel that. I appreciate that feedback. All right, y'all. That was the check in. Boom. All right, y'all. Thanks for sticking with us. This is politics as usual. Time to cover some headlines. So I got two very important things that um, are happening, one worldwide and one right here in the U.S. So uh, as it stands, we are still um, seeing this awful roar, roar over in Russia and in Ukraine um, between those two two nations. And most recently, U.S. forces have actually had um, close encounters with drones on the Belarusian border which is not far from Ukraine. Um, and that came from the uh, defense official uh, by way of an article from CNN. Um, and later news, why well, I say later, it's the same time. It's still 8.31 <laughs> p.m. <y'all>. Same day. In <laughs> later news, looking at us, trying to be a... Anyway, <laughs> so in addition, uh, Elon Musk is set to buy Twitter for $44 billion. First of all, nobody in this fucking world should have that much money while other right. people are that's hungry. But anyway, that's a different conversation. Um, there are some super negative implications to Elon Musk buying Twitter. Um, right now, Twitter operates under uh, certain guidelines and standards that prevent hate speech or they attempt to prevent hate speech um, and set content controls for their creators. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you ever post something that's truly ridiculous your twitter account might get suspended or maybe the post might get taken down something like that like our so phone, right go ahead 
You said what, boo? I said like our former president, right? Period. Yeah, that was going to be my example for real. Um, so the crazy part is, speaking of him, is if Elon Musk, cha- Musky, if <laughs> Elon Musk, Musk <laughs> changes any of the content standard rules um, or he privatizes Twitter, Trump can get back on the platform. And obviously, the reason why that's a really bad thing is the last time nigga had a Twitter account, he kind of incited an insurrection on the whole damn country uh, by a bunch of really angry white folk. So that's a bad idea. Listen, so, um, as long as I don't take the point news? away, I'm cool. What? That cannot be your response. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only that's thing. That's your I whole use response. For. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's the only thing I use Twitter for. As long as I can see my favorite content creators. Not I'm that cool. Trump is going to get back on, but like the porn. I mean, I don't follow Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I follow. I follow. Um, never mind. I can't say all that because y'all gonna be in my business too much. But I know who you follow. You need to mind your business, actually. <laughs> but I, I follow the girls. So okay. Yeah. Any so input I, outside of the porn, y'all? <laughs> yeah, I read that Trump will not be coming back to the platform because he's actually creating his own. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is very like lucrative and smart for him because he should because he has like a like fuck up. Can we cuss on here? Yeah. The what? Oh, okay. <laughs> Watch this. Following. He has like a cult, <laughs> so I think he's going to create his own social media platform, which will be mm-hmm. you know he should be able to do that. I don't Keep know. Over there. I, I, I guess I want to know why Elon is buying Twitter and what are his like intentions with it, and like yeah. I'm not concerned with. Trump getting on there and saying a whole bunch of mm-hmm. bad things because we cancel people all the time on Twitter. We're allowed to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really matter to me if he's back on or not. But I don't know. Maybe I got to do a little more research into like his political motivations because I don't know. I just yeah. know that he's too damn rich already. I mean, but, if he works hmm. hard, then I don't mind him being rich. What are you trying to do with this platform? I think that's right. What's your integrity? Cause that's a big purchase, a mm-hmm. huge purchase, um, and that's a lot of control. That's a lot of control. That's what it is. Yeah. So well, we think about that. Have that conversation. Yeah. Um, speaking of ridiculously rich people and white privilege, let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> the Kardashian-Jenner clan versus Black China. Come on, um, transition. Okay. Um, if people are not familiar, uh. Black China is suing the Kardashian-Jenner family because she, well, I guess it's under the impression or she has proof that they had uh, her season two of Robin China canceled back in what, 2016, 2017? 2017. Mm-hmm. 17, okay. Um, but like from what I've seen, like in the court documents and like the, you know, social media posts, I mean, I love Black China and I love the Kardashian-Jenner family as well. And I mm-hmm. feel like they both have valid points, but as a mother, I feel like Chris Jenner, you know, pulled the plug, mm-hmm. allegedly, quoting, allegedly, um, pulled the plug on the show because it was toxic and it didn't really, you know, put Rob in the brightest light. Um, mm-hmm. And also, they said like Black China had been threatening him physically and verbally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, as a mother, I feel like she kind of had the, you know, shit. If you got the pool, <laughs> you know, use your pool. Um, but at the same time, like, I mean, the show wasn't really, 
wasn't really given. So would I even have liked a season two of the show? Probably not. So thank you, Chris Jenner, I guess. Thank you, Chris. Shout out to Chris Jenner. That's um, funny. No, 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 no. Because first of all, shown in the best light, like those ladies don't show themselves in the best light all the time. Absolutely. That wasn't the case. Correct. But out of okay. out of all of those siblings, Rob is the most fragile. Even though all them hoes cry all the time, Rob is the most fragile. Rob is, has always been the most private for the most so part. So where where does all this sympathy come for like this um what is this sympathy? sympathy yeah. yeah. Where does all this sympathy come for for Rob? Like why does he Chris has this? always had sympathy for Rob. This isn't always. about Chris though. Like if she pulled it because of her son and all that, like we got Kim and Courtney fighting on there. There's no type of examples. Um, I feel like she should have let the season two go on. What really this is about is she can't take that this little black girl came through the way that she did and got a Kardashian and almost got the Kardashian last name. That China just wouldn't have been a good fit for their family. I mean, it's, it's and I mean, no shade against the children, but it's, you know, kind of bad enough that she had this baby in Chris's, you know, eyes or whatever. So her actually having that last name and being a part of that family, she wasn't going to let that flash out. She... She likes to have very much so control of the, of you know, shit, the narrative of how her family is portrayed and how they are received. Mm. I think that's why yes. she's taking her to court. And but she wasn't going to be able to control Black China at all. So, I I think that if she pulls the show, that um, they should pay the girl. Um, however, comma personally, I'm not really a fan of the antics that she does on television but i'm not really a fan of antics yeah it just it, it wouldn't have been a good it well it wasn't a good look for but they should pay her with the if they took her show off like um, they all they all heard that yeah and i mean from chris and fucking kim were the executive producers of the show which was a oh huge i didn't know mistake. that yes they were executive producers of the show so when china's in that was a huge mistake honestly well, can she sue them if they were the EPs and they just chose to no longer produce Well, she was an EP too, so I don't really know yeah, how this one up really. As well. Yeah, yeah I don't really know. I know, I seen, I seen online that they had something going on with Ryan Seacrest as well because he was an EP of the show as well. It was about 20 EPs, child. Oh, Lord. Including okay. Rob Fedez. I feel like... If they can do antics as they always do, publicity stuff, mm-hmm. like everything right, that China absolutely. does, they do too. And I just feel like Agreed. they take that. So that's why they, um, she pulled it. And if yeah. she did, and I really do feel like secretly, like I don't talk about it much because it's like, shh. But I do feel like China has a really good case. And everybody likes talking about her. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Really does because yeah. people tap into Black China. We always No, yeah, it. definitely. Um, I feel like she has a good case. Um, I'm not really a hundred percent faithful in her winning this case, honestly. Okay. Um, just because I mean, bitch, it's a lot of no money. To be- it, it, yeah, that's that's yeah. That, it's a it's a it's a it's a big deal. Um, so like I said, I'm honestly, gonna put my faith in, I'm gonna put my faith in in China because yeah, for me, from outside looking in, it looks like she has. I mean, she has the forefront in the case right now from outside looking in, in my opinion. I'm going to put my faith in her. She might not have Listen, the billions like they got, but she's going to make some as, as, it's, it's all, as for black, well, as for African-American men, 
we mm-hmm. know we cannot have faith in the justice system when it comes to things working in black people's favor. Agreed. So, yeah. Um, moving on, speaking of Ooh. justice, um, let's talk Ooh. about... You heard him, James. <laughs> what he took say? a deep breath. He said, we play oh, our moving on. China. And it's John B. Period. Shout out to my girl China. We shout out to China. Shout Hashtag out to free black China. Because she the only one that got a Kardashian in there. And she had a baby bottom in there. Period. Man, you can't see her on Christmas. <laughs> 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 she got to deal with her. You still going to have to deal with her in there. That's what I'm saying. So they should have just honestly settled this shit out of court. Because, yeah. they, you know, trying to do this shit in court is just dragging it on. And now that it's actually in court, it's just. I, I honestly, in what, I guess, 10, maybe, no, 15, about 15 mm-hmm. years, I can only imagine how fucked up these Kardashian gender kids are going to be when mm-hmm. they find out what, you know, what the lineage gives, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, they going to be some, they are going to be fucked up, honestly. Mm-hmm. Watch okay. this, D. Watch this. And speaking of court, like Tory Lanez is going to be in. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it let's, let's get into it. it let's get into it because i'm so i like megan's megan situation honestly has so many loopholes and so many like question marks and i i still don't understand the the whole premise of the the situation mm-hmm. i did see the full interview um i i mean clearly she was shot I'm not for sure if Tori shot her. I'm not for sure if Kelsey shot her. But either way, the bitch got shot. I mean, the lady got shot. And it's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? But when they put up the text message that Kelsey sent Meg's security of saying, you know, help, like, Tori shot Meg, it's like, well, damn. Like, what else do we need to, you know? But that interview, it just wasn't giving good PR. Like, it was the... It was an inner cry for me. I'm yeah, like, the interview like, was horrible. The interview Sorry. was horrible. She, she. I don't think they do media training no more. Oh, for these people, honestly, <laughs> no shade. How you gonna and say? I, love- I don't think they do. They do media training no more, and then say no shade. Okay, well it's shade. Um, <laughs> but no, it's no shade because I love Megan, and I do. You know, I do honestly believe her. But it's like that interview was just so cringy. I'm like, yeah. bro, it really you could have went without. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah, I hate the way Gail King interview in general. Anyway, Chad, I've always hated the way she interviews. To be totally honest, I don't like it. Were um, you scared? Of course, she was scared. So she got right, scared. bitch. She just got shot. Like, she got shot. <laughs> and then it was like the, oh well, did you have a sexual relationship with him? Why is that relevant? Yeah, I just felt like that was a very irrelevant question, cause bitch, whether we was fucking or not, bitch, he shot me. He shot me. <laughs> like, yes, so we was well, fucking, and now he shot not. me. Like, like she asked him. She asked him because, I like, from an interview's perspective, she asked because he said that they were. He said it, and it came up, and she didn't answer that. That was the only thing with Meg I didn't believe, cause she stumbled and she stopped. And she was like, did we have sexual relations? Like, she lied. They was fucking. Because that's what I got from it. The way she answered it, it gave it all away. Girl, that is the fuck. That bitch, that is like a motherfucking baby frog hopping on the a bear's back, bitch. That is a mm-hmm. fucked up equation. a bear with no No, 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 no. I compared the height <laughs> difference between a frog Listen. and a bear. 
Do not count them little niggas out, bitch. They will dog you. You hear me? Oh, baby. I <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of nasty girls. Um... <laughs> I am on a roll today. Oh, my God. But no. Miss um, <laughs> check me out. Believe you, but we just over it. Like, why? Why are you doing press for this? Is this for court? Like, we so tired of it. I really am tired of it. But honestly, I wish her the best in her. I guess court decision. I guess is what it's called. Um, I hope whoever is at wrong, you know, is drunk to justice. Whether it's Kelsey in that long ass face or Ooh. Tori in that bald ass head. Ooh. But yeah, so let's talk about Bad Baby making fifty-two million dollars on OnlyFans, bitch. I feel like I'm a fucking fairy. Fifty-two million. <laughs> That's a lot money. of money, y'all, for some. Fifty-two million. That's and they've been probably though. on there like play, like playing with her feet or some shit. Like I don't know. <laughs> but Clip, clipping her toenails, right? Like, bitch. <laughs> but this the sick part is honestly, and I noticed mm-hmm. a lot of people bring it up in the comments or in social media. Mm-hmm. Bitch, she's still very much so like a young young adult. So I feel like it was just kind of like some some weird like I feel like a lot of her subscribers were like maybe like pedophiles and shit. Because even though she's older, she still looks like a child to me. How old is the girl? The I lady. Think, I think she's twenty one. Oh maybe. wow. Maybe. Okay. Hold on. Let me fact check. On the Google. Yes. Let me me tell you something. I got some content for the girls, okay? (laughs) But (laughs) because I'm a respectable, safe black woman. Um, Are people that do OnlyFans not respectable and safe? No, 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 no. My church home would not, would not appreciate that. I don't give a fuck, but no. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. First of all, y'all know me very personally, bitch. You know I don't care about none of that, and I ain't got no church home. But no, um, bitch, I feel like, get it how you live, bitch. If you can make 52 million off OnlyFans, do your shit. Like, bitch, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't shame sex workers or, or sluts or who, however, whoever, however they want to identify, bitch, I feel like sex work is the oldest and biggest bag in the world it is no shade when during a pandemic bitch when if nothing else was selling bitch pussy, dick, was. pussy ass <laughs> and drugs were going to sell and liquor oh. like, bitch, those vices or those vices are going to sell regardless so i mean bitch it's being a sex worker bitch if that if it works for your lifestyle and you know it works it works for you and you you safe and you you know you're doing your shit do your big one. I don't give a fuck. But shout out to Bad Baby for making fifty two million. But at the yeah. same time, when you think about it, it's still kind of sick because it's like, girl, who are your subscribers? Okay, oh, what was it? I'm happy about the the fifty two million. No day. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> but when we think about, I think it's pretty like her celebrity that I'm concerned with and i'm concerned with the direction of society and what we find to be entertaining and what we find to be like the behaviors that we should have like she's famous because she went on dr phil and was like how about that and disrespected her mom and she became famous and we liked it and now look like we made that a star we also have this thing called i don't know if we're changing the subject but here we are um the bad boys club like that type of behavior 
it's so trash. Like, I haven't watched the show. I'm not going to watch it. I don't think I need mm-hmm. to watch it. Just because it creates a certain stigma for us as black men. And they already think we act like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, when they get on there and do all that, it's like, oh, y'all are so trash. But this is what everyone's watching. We literally just talked about that last week. And oh, I'm I sorry. Damn. <laughs> no, 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 it's, no, no, no. It's fine. Um, But, no, I... I, I have a personal opinion about it, but at the end of the day, from the beginning of 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 media, before social mm-hmm. media, when it comes to movies, reality TV, I don't know who playing with their blankets, but stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet it's James. Um, but when it comes to media, like people are attracted to trash, trash sales, yeah. trash. No, like I said last week, no bitches want to watch a show. I mean, nobody wants to watch a show about a bitch sitting at a round table, you know, drinking tea and giving each other compliments. But Who's we do like Sex in the City and Golden Girls. We watch that all the time. <laughs> that literally Girl, is it. Yeah. And they was reading each other, bitch, and they all had drama because one of them was a big hoe. Like, <laughs> wait. <laughs> but listen, okay, so say. Let's say that, right? Let's say that that that's what everyone's attracted to and want to watch, mm-hmm. right? That just goes to show your like in-depth creative content, like how this is the best you could do. Because then we also love insecure and shows like that that show black like, people being successful, going through relationship problems like that. Oh, but it's also drama. That's drama. And now that's it's a different feature. level of drama mm-hmm. that will attract a different audience. But right, pe- like we are all attracted to some level of drama, whether it's how to get away with murder, insecure, loving hip hop, Real Housewives of Atlanta, bitch, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. always some level of drama. It's just getting trashier by the fucking decade. Yeah, and blacker. And, and blacker. Of course. Pay attention. Of course, because then we be listening. It's not a whole bunch of white boys on there doing that. Oh, of course. Well, no, 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 no. On Bad Boys Club, it, it was, it was two, two, two other white girls on there. You know, making a fool of themselves because that fight was horrible. But I don't want to get too, too deep into that, child. Why? You said why? Yeah, like we are gay men. This is like something we should talk about. But go ahead. <laughs> And when I say black people, I mean like, well, why they not in West Hollywood where black people are, or here in New York and Chelsea, mm-hmm. like really showcasing how they behave because they can be some nasty girls. But we never get to see them act the fool. And two girls don't count when majority is black. Mm. Yeah, this is very true. This is very very true. Um, I mean, I just feel like, listen, everybody has their own. Um, everything is optional. So if you choose to get your ass on any in front of any kind of film or camera crew and make a fool of yourself for a check, bitch, be my guest. You don't represent me. Well, then. Talk about it. <laughs> bitch, to each his own. I, I live heavy by that. To each his own. Every black man don't represent me. Every gay man don't represent me. Every black gay man don't represent me. And I don't represent them. Bitch, I make my own choices. And everybody else should make their own choices. So, y'all, speaking of black gay men. Yes. <laughs> Stop stealing my transitions. Who represent. Um, no, yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get into this interview, Chaos. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about... Um, and D's gonna lead the interview, but <laughs> I'm excited oh to God. talk to you. About... 
about your business uh, endeavors and uh, the advocacy work that you do. Um, I want to talk about ballroom. I really want to get into it. So I'll go ahead and kick off the interview questions first uh, to get D a little bit warmed up um, and ready to go. So okay, so here's the thing. I feel like you just Indian gifted me. I did. First you say I'm going to leave. Now you said <laughs> you are. I was going to, and I do, and you weren't. Clearly, you weren't listening to me, Fran, because I said I'm about to kick it off so you can get ready if you need to. But you go ahead. So chaos. Without further ado, here she go. Shit. I'm so See, I tried to I'm give so you excited to be trying to get this bitch up. Hand off. Oh my god, I really can't stand it. First me. of all, Justice give me shit every episode for the most part. True. So when I do give him shit, he just be feeling like I do feel uh, very attacked. Oh, before we start this interview, chaos. What's your what's your zodiac sign? I always forget. Oof. I'm a Leo. Oh yeah. Woo. Oh yeah. Because your birthday is before mine. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's it. get into it. Um, so. I think I've known Chaos for about, ooh, I want to say like 10, 11 years. Has it been yeah, 10 years? Absolutely. And yeah, because it was before I was doing makeup. So maybe like 11 or 12 years because yes. I was super young. Um, I don't know. Well, I know Justice, you're probably not, but I don't know if James is. But um, I've always been a fan of ballroom. I've participated in ballroom. Um, and Chaos has always been one of my favorite performers. Mm-hmm. And Thank the first you. time I seen Chaos Vogue, bitch, I felt like I was in like some type of like church in a sense. Um, because you know how like when people like perform or when they do, you know, you, you can tell what they're passionate about. Like you just feel this energy that they just, you know, uh, possess. And I feel like Chaos possesses like this high level energy. Um, when he vogues and bitch, it's just sickness. So when we get off this interview, I want to try to go look at some of his clips because bitch, I I feel like already you know, did. Okay, like he vogues down. Thank you. Um, Period. So so chaos. Like, where do you draw that energy from? Where do you draw that inspiration from when you vogue? Yeah. So I think that chaos is like a character that I created from ballroom. It just mm-hmm. kind of like you know talks on all those different things. But I feel like when we go to ballroom right we want to see a show like people think mm-hmm. of ballroom in this negative aspect like oh it's they're shady this it's like no bitch we came to actually see a show like when you go mm-hmm. to theater you want to see a show so i always be like okay bitch before i go up there let me tap into chaos like bitch how she feel tonight is she did somebody steal her man is she irritable she want to fight like is she gonna spin it down i think it's all about creating a character and giving a show and so, like, once I start, though, I just kind of lose it and I'm in it. It's like this thing we have when we're voguing and you kind of tap into it. And I think everybody has that for whatever they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you, of course, like, in ballroom, if you do runway or if you in sports or something, like, you you get in your zone. Mm-hmm. And I, that's where the character comes from. I'm able to tap into it better than others, though. So, um... <laughs> Ooh, it's a legendary shade for me. Ooh. Um... So, for those of you who don't know, Chaos is from Detroit. Um, Let's go. How, oh, yeah, I forgot. Justice is a Detroit native as well. Okay, mm-hmm. Detroit, East or West? Mm-hmm. West Side. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's you East or West Side? Like, what? East at home. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let's keep let's keep it going. <laughs> but, honestly, I've always I've always been afraid to go to Detroit. I don't know why. Um, and when Chaos used to live there, like we used to always talk about it. He's like, "Bitch, you need to come to Detroit." Da da da. I'm like, "You'll get your I'm life." I'm yeah, like, like, "Bitch, I'm, you'll get I'm your life." Know. But you know what, Chaos? Honestly, off topic. Um, when I was a Chanel, 
like they used to always try to get us to come to Detroit, but they like said that Dee Dee got like cut or stabbed or something like that when she went to Detroit. And I was like, bitch, I don't think I want to go. It's crazy how one thing can happen and everybody just make it like such a bad thing. But Detroit, I will say, yeah. it's not, Detroit is not built for the week. It's not. I, it's a tough city. It's a tough mm-hmm. demeanor. Um, even like being here in New York, I have to check myself sometimes. Like, why mm-hmm. are you so defensive? Like, I've learned so much being in New York just because like Detroit is more of a mindset than anything to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is a rough city. Um, bad shit can happen. Just like anywhere, but in Detroit, it's like, bitch, you better like turn around. However, all, with all of that, you will have a fucking blast in Detroit, though. I was Period. They know how to party. And the boys are really nice. Like, boys in Detroit are extremely, like, it's crazy, but they're really handsome. They may not have no mm-hmm. money, but they are handsome. I feel like everybody in Detroit got a little bit of, I don't, it's just this extra thing. I don't know yeah. how to describe, you know, and you know what I'm talking about, but it's like, exactly it's about. a particular look. It's like heavy. It's like, a like I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, yeah. all of them, all of them look real masculine, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and they be bobbing. even the girls. Yeah, even the cunts, bitch. The cunts be looking like motherfucking security guards. Cause like if you get a security yeah. it's like some type of boyishness to her. Like the people in the Detroit just got this edge. E- yeah, I would just say even the females like Cash Dow, Ming Lee, like it's mm-hmm. some. It's a it's a type of like very like not saying they look like men, but they have like a masculine like you yeah. know. It's just, no, it's tough. It's just tough. Energy, tough. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit is yeah. tough. I don't um, know very many, like, soft-ass people that's really I from Detroit. Any, honestly. Uh, I think you're the softest <laughs> justice. Oh, girl. Wow. Always. <laughs> Always the softest. What do you mean? <laughs> Ooh, I think you're the softest. Um, but no, Always. back to it. Uh, how was it growing up black and gay in Detroit? Ooh. Mm. Well, my mom's a lesbian, so... She always, you know, let me know to be myself. She always encouraged me to be myself. So when I was in the eighth grade, I would, you know, as my mom's a lesbian, so I grew up seeing a lot of gay things. Um, mm-hmm. Respectfully, though, my mom, she always, like, had respect for me. So I didn't see too much, but I was around and I knew what was going on. And so in the eighth grade, I kind of felt like I always get teased for being gay, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, if I just say that I'm gay, then they, what would they say? Because I dress nice. I'm, you know what I'm saying? It should be cool after that. So I'm yeah. like, why am I going into high school with the same shit? So I was like, ma, they was having a conversation. And they were like, um, talking about people that they knew were gay. And I was like, did y'all know about me? They was like, yeah. My mom came back <laughs> later that night and was like, well, don't think you're about to be doing what you want to do. I'm like, yeah. Like, growing up in Detroit, gay was just, it was harder because you always had to watch your back. You always had to watch your back. But I even like through high school, I was in ballroom. So I had this thing where I wouldn't talk to the girls at high school because I feel mm. like the other gay boys would and they would be catty and they would make up rumors and stuff. So I just kind of kept to myself, but people wanted to talk to me, but I didn't. So that's kind of how I was able to stay safe. I never was into like DL do, so I never was trying to talk to the trade. So I really didn't have a lot of problems like a lot of other girls did. Mm. Yeah, that's Detroit gave me trade city actually, but at first it did until I started like getting to know people from Detroit. I'm yeah. like, that is a bitch queen <laughs> city just like St. Louis. Like the Midwest yeah. is so bush queeny. Like mm-hmm. I love they it. think Atlanta is the bush queen capital, bitch. No, the nah. Midwest is the bush queen motherfucking region. Like <laughs> no, honestly. Um, so you're from Detroit, but you mm-hmm. recently moved to New York. How many months ago? Because yeah, I moved to New York in October. So it's like Six months almost, yeah. Yeah. How was that transition? 
Whew. Um, ladies and gentlemen, taking a chance on yourself is one of the best things you'll ever do in your life. I felt like I was at a cap in Detroit. I had did a lot of things I wanted to do, and I felt like, well, what do I want to do next? And I wasn't really sure. And I knew that I wanted to leave Detroit, and I was like, well, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. Moving to New York has been such a blessing that I didn't even know that I needed. It has like made me grow so much as a person and find uh, things more about myself because I'm in New York and I'm working a lot, so I spend a lot of. It seems like I probably party. I really don't. I'm like really working. I spend a lot of time alone because I all my friends are in Detroit. My family's in Detroit. So I know like all I have here is me. So it makes you like grind different and think different. Like, okay. And it's mm-hmm. extremely expensive too. So it's like, okay, but so I got to get more money. Where the money at? Okay, so I'm in New York. It's here. Mm-hmm. So it's for me, New York has been the best thing I could have done. Um, I'm always concerned about what does love look like, but I got some good candidates right now. So I'm excited about that too. Okay, good candidates. Come on, candidate C. <laughs> Yeah, because in New York, dating is like anything you can imagine is here as far as food, clothes, dudes, anything you want, you can have it and you can have it fast. And that's the mindset. So it's really hard to like develop a relationship with a person on those levels. And it's like, hey, bro, mm-hmm. I'm not even here going to be here for that long. So can we just do this? You're like, damn, bitch, can you show Who you talking <laughs> So it's like that here as far as dating is concerned. Listen, when I tell y'all, like, chaos is damn near, like, physically pushing me to move out of St. Louis, like, you I have think to. this might tell me apart. You gotta, you gotta leave your hometown, whatever that is, just so you yes. can have the experience. And you know that from traveling. Like, you yes. travel. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, it, soon come, soon come. Yeah, because I moved to, like, I know these so well because I lived in St. Louis, but I moved to St. Louis for a relationship, and that wasn't for me. And that mm-hmm. relationship was... I'm glad that I left that relationship. Who child? Let's not get to details. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I moved to New York, I was just like, um, I just kind of played what I came. I came for. I was booked for a party and I liked it. I'm like, what's number one for broadcast? And I should go. I should check it out. Mm-hmm. Once I got here, though, well, before I left Detroit, I should mention this. Um, first of all, I work in public health. I'm an advocate for safer sex. Um, I work at Housing Works, so I'm I'm specialist there. I do consulting work in Detroit with. Town, so I'm really good with social media. I'm good, at, really good at like speaking and that whole thing. So those like my incomes, but I host parties too and host mm-hmm. events. My passion has always been media broadcast, and I thought that's what I wanted to do. And being younger, coming out, I was like, well, bitch, this is a great way for me to get attention, right? Because that's what I wanted to right. do. Being totally honest, let's say that, right? Let's say that that that's what everyone's attracted to and want to watch, mm-hmm. right? That just goes to show your like in-depth creative content, like how this is the best you could do. Because then we also love insecure and shows like that. That shows like you being successful, going through relationship problems like that. Oh, but it's also drama. That's drama. And now it's a different people. level of drama mm-hmm. that will attract a different audience. But right, people, like we are all attracted to some level of drama, whether it's how to get away with murder, insecure, loving hip hop, Real Housewives of Atlanta, bitch. Uh, whatever you know what I'm saying like it's yeah. always some level of drama it's just getting trashier by the fucking decade yeah, and blacker and, and blacker of course pay attention of course cause it, because baby listen it's not, it's not a whole bunch of white boys on there doing that oh of course well no no mm-hmm. no no on um, bad boys club it, it was it was two 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 other white girls on there you know making a fool of themselves cause that's like <clears> horrible <throat> But I don't want to get too too deep into that, child. Why? You said why? Yeah, like we are gay men. This is like something we should talk about. But go ahead. 
And when I say black people, I mean like, well, why they not in West Hollywood where black people are or here in New York and Chelsea, mm-hmm. like really showcasing how they behave because they can be some nasty girls. We never get to see them act a fool and two girls don't count when majority is black. Mm. Yeah, this is very true. This is very, very true. Um, I mean, I just feel like, listen, everybody has their own, um, everything is optional. So if you choose to get your ass on any in front of any kind of film or camera crew and make a fool of yourself for a check, bitch, be my guest. You don't represent me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, to each his own. I, I live heavy by that. To each his own. Every black man don't represent me. Every gay man don't represent me. Every black gay man don't represent me. And I don't represent them. Which I make my own choices. And everybody else should make their own choices. So, y'all, speaking of black gay men. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Stop stealing my transitions. Who represent. Um, No. (laughs) When it comes to outreach and prevention, um, how did you, like, originally get into that field? And do you? And would you say it's a part of your like initial purpose? Yeah, um, I made a video. I heard a Pandora commercial like in 2015, 14 maybe. And it was like, don't get tested, but it was like really, really scary. It was like a really scary commercial. Like, and I heard it when I was having sex. So I'm like, bitch, I'm, I'm too good. I don't wanna go. You wanna go? No, I'm gonna go again. And so I'm like, if people can become undetectable and live a long country like they HIV and they can protect themselves from it, why are we not? pushing this agenda and let people know that they don't have to be scared you're not right. scared to find out i mean you're scared to find out you have diabetes but there's a stigma around hiv so i made a video the video did very well so i was like well people like me talking to me talk a little bit more did a couple more videos then the agency reached out to me was like hey you should do your show at our um at our building i did that got hired got into the field loved it and then it kind of went from there so i i do feel like this is my passion i will always stay in this world even when i become like rich and stuff i will always stay close to this oh, i love that cute 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 um as well as prevention outreach being a ballroom legend um mm. you are literally one of the if not i would say honestly maybe like top three to top five like lgbt party hosts um, thank you i think like like i said like i've always loved your energy you've always had a great vibe so when you started doing that i was like oh bitch like this is perfect for him like mm-hmm. you know um how did you how did you get into that and how did you i guess like because i mean i'm pretty sure like that's a huge a huge part of that is networking so mm-hmm. how did you like get to the point where you are now as being you know one of the top five that's really dope that you think that um thank you for that i got into that in detroit um this, this dj was like yo you should come you should come to club and grab the mic in detroit we have mcs that hype up the party yeah so music to me is everything i can't live without i really don't do much without a song playing in the background and i do feel like it's something about somebody being on the mic and hyping you up that make you have a good time like we go to the club especially like gay people we stand around and look stupid and it's really not for that so if you see somebody that looks bad having a good time bitch like we about to turn up here where my leo's there bitch we got some money what's up bitch We we celebrating life i always any party I'm at, I'm always saying that we I celebrate life, period. I love my life. I'm so thankful for it and grateful. And sometimes we forget that. And people come out to the club to get away from something. And so I mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Like, hosting may seem like you're in the mic, but it's really like, bitch, turn up, enjoy yourself. Even because I don't know what you about to leave here and do. 
Correct. So turn the fuck up. Especially if y'all see on the mic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then what's up? Um you mentioned earlier that you um, launched a, lab, a line. I said live line <laughs> of lubricant. Um, yeah. What made you? Well, you kind of got into like what made you add that to your brand. Um, but as far as lubricant, what other products um, will you be adding to your brand? And or like, will you stay in that? I guess that um, that sex. I guess that sex faction of you know products. Well, um, I want to talk about the journey of entrepreneurship because I think we see it on, so I don't know where everybody can buy when they keep it real. Um, business ventures is so hard, y'all. Like, it is so Listen. hard, especially when you work in a nine to five and you mm-hmm. trying to pursue, like, I work a nine to five and I got consulting jobs and these hosting parties, but it's really paying for my bills and to fund this. So, like, when I first moved to New York, I couldn't re up like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I had to hustle, hustle, hustle. So I just want people to always stay encouraged to start your own businesses because we need different streams of income and you need a product to sell. Do it, do it, do it, do it. But yeah, I have um, lubrication. I have a silk-based lube, which is really good for anal play. You only need a little bit and you can get pounded real good. It's good for the top and the bottom. I prefer the top. <laughs> but I also have a, sil- a silicone-based lube too. Um, I have three pair of underwear that are on the way, and I'm also going to be getting a fisting grease. Oh my! Oh, in the roads. Okay. Wow. Yeah, New York has really opened my mind up to a lot of different things. It's so liberating when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. It's not taboo. There's a lot of sex parties. <coughs> They're really sex positive, and it'll make you feel bad about it. I think Detroit was definitely. Uh, it used to make me feel bad for being like who I was a little bit. The city did. Hmm. Like, how is he so out there? Why is he wearing this kind of outfit? And why is he that, that's Midwest. That's Midwest in general. The Midwest is so closed-minded, especially when it comes to, you know, sex and stuff like that. Everybody is so secretive about sex parties. And it's like, bitch, we all grown. Like, come on now. Like, yeah. Do, do your shit if you're going to do your shit. And I feel like if you're ashamed of what you're doing, you ain't got no business doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's just on period. <laughs> I think people should have room to explore themselves without judgment and like yes. figure out who they are. Definitely. Um, I do know a few people from New York um, and they are definitely into some things. <laughs> um, yeah, and absolutely. I, um, as I've gotten older, I've grown into getting into some things. Okay. Um, so I definitely need to make a trip to New York. Um, do, I keep telling you, please come. <laughs> Um, and have a good time. Um, does anybody have any questions for Chaos? Yeah, of course. Um, Chaos, if you don't mind us uh, closing out, we always ask this to all of our uh, interview guests, um, especially because all of the things that you do are so inspirational. Um, Thank you. And I really appreciate, like, especially knowing, like, you know, I'm from Detroit and I grew up in St. Louis. So having somebody that's from like a hard place too with like such a positive disposition really is uh, appreciated. So we really do thank you for coming on. Uh, thank um, y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. No, for real. Um, but we always ask everybody right before we close um, because maybe there is a little black gay boy, you know, a young chaos out there who wants to do all of the things that you wanted to do. So if there's one encouraging thing that you could say to that little little queer, what would you say? <laughs> little queer. <laughs> that little queer. <laughs> I would tell them that they are responsible for their own happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important right now with people dealing with depression and anxiety and all those things. Like I want them to be that little person to know 
control your thoughts. We control everything that you do. And whatever you, you can have it, just be ready to work for it. That's you, you hear that out there a little bit? No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> you hear that work for it, but you got it. Period. I felt like RuPaul just did. Oh. <laughs> if there was one thing you could say to little D, what would it be? Looking ass. Continue to be a bad bitch. You know, control your thoughts, work hard, and go get it. By the fist in grease from chaos. That's what I would tell little D. Oh, I can't wait for my bitch to come out because this is not even really like a So, like, can, can, can I get a PR package or not? Period. I, I don't know about the fist. Can we get a black box? No, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't graduated to that yet. But, you know, all the other products. Oh, no. You know. no, no, no. Right now, we got a silk face. We got a silk Um, You can go on my website, redlightsociety.shop, yes. and go get it if you want to order it. But I haven't dropped the launch yet because um, we're going to do that in a few weeks. And then I'm going to drop it on my birthday because I'm going to show all the products from here. But right yes. Period. Silk face lube. I ain't never tried silk based lube. We were just talking about water based and silicone. Y'all need yeah. silk based. So, oh, also, I was very intentional about the ingredients. It mm-hmm. looks like cum. Some things. You know. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Bitch, when you told me that, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All That's right. Well, no, congratulations on, on the, uh, the new lube release. <laughs> and I can't wait to. Um, order my my package, and yeah. so uh, can you also share with everybody chaos where you are social media wise? Throw out that Twitter, that Instagram, that TikTok. Everything is chaos talks. K H K H A O S talks. Hit me up. I'm not like that. Sometimes I follow back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're real about it. Because like, you follow me, I follow you back, girl. No. All right, y'all. That was our interview with Chaos. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for Thank coming you, to Chaos. Of course. Thank y'all so much, D. I love you. I love you too. Oh, y'all so cute and gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Before we close out the episode, let's go ahead and drop the positive note. And the positive note for this episode was actually inspired by our guest, Chaos. The positive note is take responsibility for your own health and your own happiness. Um, it's all up to you. So, hello, man. You know, that was another episode of Black Tita Podcast. Thank you You're, for tuning in with the gay Black Podcast. Like and subscribe. For more news, social media, culture, and black business highlights, check out Black Tea the Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.